From the line for the line, the mission of the Army Physician Assistant. Physician assistants are leaders in the military healthcare system and continue to play an important role in all branches of the military. I'm Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and this is the Clinician's Roundtable. Our guest today is Captain James Jones, a physician assistant and the manager of the Inter-Service Physician Assistant Program, to discuss the training of physician assistants within the Army Medical Department. Hi, Captain Jones. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Captain Jones, tell us about the Inter-Service Physician Assistant Program. The Inter-Service Physician Assistant Program has been around since the development of PA education, and it has evolved to where it's a tri-service program, which means that all military branches now send enlisted soldiers to train at that location, and it basically is a consolidated training program at Fort Sam Houston for Phase 1 which is a didactic phase very similar to the civilian PA education model with emphasis on military medicine in some areas of the didactic training. And then they go out to various phase two sites, and currently we have 15 locations that they can go out and participate on hands-on training. And they do rotations in accordance with the same type of training model that a civilian PA goes through, However, they do have an opportunity for more hands-on contact in some of the trauma skill sets that may be required on the combat battlefield that civilian PA students are sometimes not able to be exposed to on their rotations. The Army program offers officers, warrant officers, and enlisted soldiers an opportunity to apply for the program. The Army trains approximately 150 active duty soldiers and 10 reserve soldiers and approximately 30 National Guard soldiers each year at the Inter-Service Physician Assistant Program located at Fort Sam Houston. That's where the didactic training is conducted. Graduates complete the program and earn a master's degree from the University of Nebraska and receive a commission upon graduation in the Army Medical Specialist Corps as a first lieutenant. And then they go off from there and practice as a physician assistant once they're board certified in the NCCPA certification and take care of soldiers. The program from the other services also send enlisted soldiers to participate, the Air Force and the Navy, and the Coast Guard. The Army is the only branch of the service that allows commissioned officers and warrant officers, as well as cadets, to apply for the training program. Civilians are not allowed to apply directly to the program. They have to be in the military first before they can place an application for the training at Fort Sam Houston. Is this a new program? Uh, No, it is not. The Inter-Service Physician Assistant Program has been around since about 2000 in regards to training tri-service. Initially, the uh, PA training model in the military was branched out. The Air Force had their own training program, the Navy, and then the Army. But then they decided to consolidate it for cost savings and better education. And now, being inter-service, they rotate the program directors. The Army will have it for four years, then the Navy, then the Air Force, to give each branch of the service an opportunity to manage it. So let's talk about the civilian versus the enlisted PA. Do you have to be enlisted in the military to apply for this program? You do. So as a civilian PA, would I have to then enlist and then apply? Well, if, if you, we do allow civilian PAs to join the military, but that's done through a different process. They don't have to go through the inter-service physician assistant training program to do so. This is only for folks who want to become PAs, but they don't allow civilians who want to seek that training to come in directly to the program. They have to enlist first or commission, 
and then apply. And it usually takes two to three years of military service to become competitive for the training program. So I couldn't get accepted into the IPAP program while enlisting? Uh, no, you cannot. I, and, and so there's a chance that if I enlist, I might not get in the program. Absolutely. And we... Uh, we received a multitude of inquiries because PA school is so competitive in the civilian sector to get into from folks that would love to come in the military to do this training. However, we always advise them that, you know, that although it's an opportunity that they can apply for, that they should consider other options if, in fact, being a PA is their primary goal. Are most of the people who get accepted medics? Uh, the mass majority of them have medical background. They don't necessarily fit in the category of medics, but there will be licensed practical nurses, respiratory therapists, pharmacy techs, EMT trained or you know, base paramedic type training from the civilian sector that gives them the uh, medical training that makes them competitive on the board. And what are the prerequisites required for an enlisted to apply for the IPAP program? The requirements for the program is that you have to have a minimum of two years of college, which basically the uh, prerequisites meet the same type of prerequisites as you see at most PA schools. They have to have anatomy and physiology, chemistry one and two, and the basic prerequisites of English one and two to qualify for a baccalaureate degree, psychology, college algebra, and then the other courses that they are required to have can be a mixture of humanitarian-type guidelines and history and things like that, which fit the normal degree process in order to qualify for the baccalaureate degree. However, about 80% of the applicants that are accepted in the program have a, a baccalaureate or master's and some even a Ph.D. in a variety of different fields that have been accepted for the program. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Captain James Jones, a physician assistant and manager of the Inter-Service Physician Assistant Program. We're discussing physician assistants in the military and their physician assistant training program. Captain Jones, let's talk about recruiting civilian physician assistants. What is the process for them to work as PAs in the military? Well, the civilian physician assistants that are board certified and are already practicing that wish to join the military, they meet with a healthcare recruiter in their local area and initiate an application. They have to meet the physical standards to join the military. For example, the part of the screening process is to ensure that folks that join the military are able to deploy to Iraq and Afghanistan. So they do a health screening looking for diseases that would not be suitable, for example, diabetes, bipolar disease, conditions that could be aggravated by military training as well. And then they do an application which requires three letters of recommendation and all their transcripts, and they're sent to a, a central processing area at Fort Knox, Kentucky, where they're boarded by peers, other physician assistants, and a, always a uh, physician is on the board, and they evaluate to determine that that individual is qualified to practice medicine in the military and that they have the right background to be clinically prepared to serve in the roles that we are looking for in the military. Once they're selected, they are offered an opportunity to commission, and their commission rank is driven by their years of experience. If they're new graduates, they come in as first lieutenants if they have a master's degree. If they're practicing physician assistants, they get half credit for their uh, civilian work experience, which equates to rank in the military, so they can come in as captains, majors, depending upon their level of clinical experience. And we currently offer two incentive packages, one for active duty and one for part-time. The active duty option allows 
civilian physician assistants to come in with a $120,000 loan repayment package, which requires a three-year active duty commitment. And then the reserves is a $60,000 accession bonus or a $50,000 loan repayment for a three-year commitment. Or they can combine them to get a $60,000 accession bonus and a $50,000 loan repayment to uh, join the reserves for a six-year commitment. Do the civilian PAs need to have a, at least a bachelor's degree, or can an associate's degree get them in? No, they have to have a minimum of a bachelor's degree. It does not have to be in PA studies, but they have to have the bachelor degree in order to qualify for the commission. And what percentage of the civilian PAs continue a career with the military after their commitment has been reached? Well, this is new area for the Army. In 2006 was the first year that we've actively started recruiting civilian physician assistants to join our team. And since then, we've had 214 civilian PAs join the military. This year, 43 of them were eligible to leave. And to date, we have not had anybody submit a resignation letter. But we suspect, based on the normal trends, if you look in the previous past years, that generally about 50% civilian accessions leave the service at some point before 6 to 10 years and go into the civilian sector and practice. Many of them join the reserves to finish up their retirement. But we really don't know what the trend will look like for the coming years. We hope many of them will stay on board. How does the training of a PA in the military transfer over to civilian life? It's exactly the same training model. So I don't think that there's a big difference in really the didactic education that the civilian PA student receives that varies from the military. I think the big difference comes in is some of the hands-on experience that our military PAs receive that you may not experience in the civilian sector. For example, a multitude of innovation experiences, chest tubes, cut downs, things like that that you may not experience in a normal ER fast track setting that you would get while deployed and within the military structure. So in the civilian world, we're asked every day, what is a PA? PAs are very well respected in the military. How do you think the role of the PA is different in the civilian world versus the military? I I think this is an easy question to answer, and it boils down to the fact that the military PA's primary role is to train the combat medics in order to prepare them to do their job when they're deployed forward with the soldiers. And that's their major difference between a civilian PA and a military PA, is that responsibility relates to the quality of care that is going to be received by a soldier that's injured in a deployed setting. And if they are not efficient at that training, then those medics aren't prepared to do their jobs. And it equates to whether people are able to return home after being hurt. And we've done a great job, and we're really proud of the PAs that have trained those medics. And if you look at the wound rates and the death rates for those that have been injured, they're drastically reduced in today's Army compared to Vietnam, World War II. And that's directly related to the training that our PAs provide to combat medics. Well, the demand for the PAs in the military has varied through the years. And with the ongoing conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan, has the need for PAs increased? Absolutely. In fact, that's what drove the requirements to start recruiting civilian PAs in 2006. Prior to the war, we had a requirement for approximately 450 PAs to meet the requirements for a peacetime army. Today's requirements are double that and uh, they continue to grow. There's a continual need and desire to have physician assistants work within the military units. Many of the units that did not previously have a direct physician assistant assigned to them have now been restructured and are required to have that medical asset with them, which shows the uh, level of understanding of how we provide medical care and our importance 
to the Army's healthcare team, and what we do both in peacetime and war efforts have been dramatically changed over the last seven years. Have you found that more PAs have retired given the recent conflicts? Absolutely. That has been a, a big challenge for the military is that, you know, when you retire with 20 years of military service, you're eligible to draw 50% of your retirement pay with full medical and dental for the rest of your life. And it becomes very attractive for them to look at taking on a civilian job, creating a secondary retirement since they have this huge benefit package. So it is a challenge for us once somebody hits 20 years of service to retain them. And the military has done a few things recently in the last two years to actually attract that population to stay on board. They're offering a $25,000 a year retention bonus for that group and actually applies to other PAs as well, but the target audience is those that are eligible to retire. We would like to thank our guest, Captain James Jones, and all of the military medical professionals for taking care of our American heroes. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.